Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. SansPants Radio, Australia's most cowardly podcast network. This is News Fighters. The news so you don't have to with Dylan Behan. Hello, fighters. Welcome to episode 52 of News Fighters for January 11th, 2021. Happy New Year, everyone. I just want to say, look, I think if we all work together, we can make 2021 the best year of the pandemic yet. Who's with me? Coming up later on the show, my old boss Tom Ballard is stopping by to chat about uh, the year we just had, the year we're about to have. And our time working together on Tonightly with Tom Ballard. It was a TV show. Ask your parents. Mark fucking Ruffalo tweeted, ban Trump to save save democracy. Okay? So in order to save democracy, Donald Trump had to be removed from Twitter. Um, And I just, I don't know, that just seems a bit... A bit much to me. Welcome to a brand new year of news fighters. A few changes are afoot, you may have heard. Uh, we've joined uh, the distributor Sanspants Radio. We're going weekly, uh, but we also have ads in our regular show. But if you don't like ads, we're releasing ad free extended episodes on Sanspants Plus, as well as monthly bonus episodes. Uh, so subscribe to Sanspants Plus to listen to those. The link is in the show notes. Anyways, on to the latest COVID lockdown news out of Briz Vegas. Good evening. Australia has recorded its first community case of the mutant strain of coronavirus. It's 70% more contagious and has health officials so worried, Brisbane has gone into emergency lockdown. Just seconds ago, Greater Brisbane entered three days of strict lockdown. Residents have been asked to stay at home and masks are now mandatory if venturing outside for essential purposes only. Yes, Brisbane went into a sudden three-day lockdown at only a few hours notice, which led to mass panic buying, mostly of ice cubes for their wine, I assume, to... It's a Queensland joke. Uh, and also masks, of course, are now legally required in Brisbane, including on public transport, uh, which has left many to ask, Brisbane has public transport? 
And speaking of masks, uh, Sydney's got a new mask mandate. Let's uh, let's check in and see how that's going. Police have charged 16 people for breaches of the Public Health Act. That includes uh, many instances of failure to wear masks, including a man accused of a sex act on a train and biting a police officer. The man who's allegedly shoplifted a can of energy drink from a supermarket in Strathfield. He was arrested and when he was arrested, police say he didn't wear his mask properly. Sydney Siders, please, I don't know how many times I have to say it. Please ensure your mask is fully fitted and covering your nose and mouth while you're shoplifting. It's the least you can do. And as for unmasked people performing sex acts on the train, well, it's for Sydney trains to start making this special announcement. Next station, right here. Back to Queensland, where Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk described the thinking behind the sudden three-day lockdown like this. We are going to go hard and we are going to go early. Yes, and anyone who's watched a game of State of Origin at the pub will know if there's one thing Queenslanders can do well, it's going hard and going early. So, why this emergency lockdown after only a single case? Authorities aren't taking any chances after they identified 768 people who came into contact with Queensland's positive case of the UK strain of COVID-19. 79 of those were close contacts of the cleaner in her 20s who worked at hotel quarantine. Okay, wait a second. This cleaner had 768 contacts and 79 close contacts in only five days? That's more than I had in five weeks backpacking around Europe in my 20s. And that that's even if you include all the pickpocketers in Barcelona. Meanwhile, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison, who's unfortunately stuck holidaying in Australia this year, had some very clear directions for everyone in Brisbane. Over the next few days, stay where you are. If you're somewhere else and you are planning to go there, don't. If you are from any of those places, and you are somewhere else. You may be here in the ACT. You may be in Western Australia. You may be in Victoria. Or you may be stuck behind the wheel of a large automobile, which coincidentally is where a lot of Victorians found themselves stuck over New Year's, when because of the Sydney outbreak, Victoria suddenly closed the border. Tonight, thousands of holidaymakers are rushing to make it back into Victoria before the border slams shut at midnight. Even Victoria's own people need to get to the crossing before the clock hits 12 or risk being turned back and shut out. Do not come to the border. Do not get on a plane and try and get to the airport. You will be turned back. Victorians are no longer welcome home. Yes, Victoria banned thousands of Victorians from returning to Victoria. In fact, they weren't even offered hotel quarantine. They were just turned around at the border and told to fend for themselves like boat people being towed back to Indonesia. Except... Instead of bribed people smugglers, it was Des and Mabel from Mooney Ponds in their vintage plywood caravan with three dogs and no smartphone. In fact, uh, to deter Victorians from returning home, I hear the Victorian government has even considered re-editing the old Australian government anti-boat people ad from years ago. If you haven't already heard, the rules have changed. If you're a Victorian trying to return home to Victoria, you won't be settled in Victoria. This stranded woman on ABC News summed it up. I feel like I've been told, no, you can't go back home. 
Which is ridiculous because, I mean, that's where I live. Ah, the gall of this entitled refugee wanting to return home. Sorry, lady, you should have thought of that before you so brazenly decided to illegally immigrate from your home state for a holiday when all the borders were open at the peak of the summer holiday season. Also, some other younger Victorians uh, got themselves barred from the Garden State as well. These teenagers are among 1,500 Victorians stranded in New South Wales who've applied for an exemption to get back into their state. They'd been camping just 10 kilometres over the border since December 28th. They had no mobile phone reception and only found out they weren't allowed to go home when they arrived at the border checkpoint. Now we're stuck here on the side of the road um, in the middle of the snowy national park. Um, and we don't have enough food and water um, left anymore, um, but we'll be right. Again, I love the Australian attitude we have here to all this. Americans are asked to wear masks, and they're like, I'll die before I give up my freedom. And then Australians, when we're about to potentially die from starvation and thirst due to closed borders, we're like, but we'll be right. The exodus of Victorians out of New South Wales led to long road queues at the border, as intelligently observed by this Walkley-winning citizen journalist on 10 News. I feel for the poor bastards. Look at him. F***ing coronavirus. F*** the whole show up again. Hmm, I was wondering what Tim Bailey was up to now. And upon returning to Victoria, uh, all the holidaymakers uh, were compelled to get COVID tests immediately. And you can probably guess how that went. Victorian authorities are facing criticism after some COVID testing clinics were at capacity just minutes after opening. We got here at about 5.30 this morning after being turned back the last two days in a row. For two days now, we have been turned away and have told that we can't get tested. Victoria's system buckling under the pressure. Being in Sydney, everything's so organised and that's why their contract tracing is the best. And yeah, it definitely feels like an absolute mess over here. Ha, yeah, take that, Melbourne. You may have the best coffee and all the cool laneways and be the most livable city in the world, but you know why we pay the big bucks to live in Sydney? For the contact tracing and the beaches, I guess. We truly are an international hotspot. Speaking of outbreaks, uh, there was one in Sydney over the holidays that looked like it was possibly going to spiral out of control because it occurred at what turned out to be one of the city's most frequented landmarks. It's the epicentre of Sydney's newest COVID scare, the BWS Barella. Thousands of people in Western Sydney are now in isolation over concerns of an outbreak at a bottle shop. Thousands who visited BWS Barella between December 22 and 31 are now all considered close contacts and asked to quarantine for 14 days. Yes, people who went shopping for their New Year's Eve alcohol at BWS and Barella were ordered to stay home for 14 days afterwards, which is the perfect hangover cure if you're like me and your hangovers tend to go for 14 days now. So this BWS cluster made me realise that uh, by far the most efficient way to vaccinate everyone in Australia as fast as possible would be to roll out the vaccination program at our bottle shops. Think about it. Uh, They could do deals. You could get a Pfizer and a Pilsner, a Moderna and a Modelo and a Corona with a Corona vaccine. Of course, all the craft beer hipsters will be asking if the mRNA vaccine is closer to an IPA or an XPA. Back in New South Wales, our contact tracing teams have been working overtime, naming dozens, if not hundreds, of potential exposure sites uh, like these ones. Tonight, there's new alerts in the West for a screening of the crudes at Auburn's Reading Cinema. The town of Ningen, known for its big bogan, today had a big clean after an infected teenager went bush 
on a camping holiday. Yes, and imagine the embarrassment of having to tell your boss that you can't come to work for two weeks because you may have caught COVID-19 at the Big Bogan. Of course, it could be worse. Uh, You could have been visiting the clown wig and tiny condom shop. Also, it turns out that uh, getting coronavirus at a screening of the Croods is the second worst thing that can happen to you if you go to a screening of the Croods. The first is, of course, watching the Croods. Thankfully, Sydney has so far managed to push through the outbreaks so that the most important cultural event of the summer can take place. The New Year's Test Cricket? We're just two days out from the first ball at the SCG Test. People from COVID cluster suburbs in Sydney are being banned from turning up. If you live in Auburn, Barala, Lidcombe North, Potts Hill, Regent's Park or Rookwood, you must not, you must not come to the SCG. New South Wales Health Minister Brad Hazard there listing the banned suburbs. Uh, But Brad, I think you'll find it hard to ban people who live in the suburb of Rookwood because literally the only thing in the entire suburb of Rookwood is the Rookwood Cemetery, where thankfully I've been told all its residents are already in self-isolation, six feet underground. Regardless, the Sydney New Year's cricket test went ahead as scheduled, uh, albeit with the crowd capacity reduced unnecessarily. Despite the crowd cap of 10,000, just 8,000 attended. Yes, even with crowd capacity reduced to 25%, they still couldn't sell it out because it's a boring five-day test match. I mean, hell, even Marrickville's most boring dad, opposition leader Anthony Albanese, didn't want to go. Well, I won't be going to the cricket. Thanks, Albo. Nobody invited you anyway. And besides, I heard you don't even have a car anymore. The federal opposition leader is tonight recovering at home after a serious car crash in his local suburb. His Toyota was struck by a 17-year-old P-plater in a Range Rover around 5pm. When somebody told me Anthony Albanese was in a car crash, I thought they were just referring to his latest news poll. Anyways, so that's where we're at, barely two weeks into 2021. It's going to be an interesting year possible election year. So keep tuning in. We're going to be releasing episodes weekly. Uh, and one thing I saw uh, over the break was uh, Scott Morrison delivered a, uh, a an oddly optimistic New Year's message, uh, which seems slightly at odds with what the news has been saying we can look forward to in 2021, I think. Have a look. The Prime Minister has told Australians there's plenty to be hopeful for in 2021. Happy New Year, Australia. The coronavirus supplement is being reduced by $100 a fortnight. Fees for some university degrees will be more expensive. I wish you a very happy, a very safe and a prosperous New Year. A million Australians face a cut to their income as job seeker payments are reduced. There are still far more people looking for work than there are jobs available. I have never felt more proud of my country than I am today. 10,000 people will have their return to Australia delayed under new international arrival caps. Australia's been given a grim outlook with extreme fire seasons, major flooding and severe cyclones forecast on the horizon. Scientists are worried the variant that's emerged from South Africa could be resistant to current vaccines. God bless you, Australia, and thank you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync... 
things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome to News Fighters. Joining me now is... My old boss and host of Tonightly with Tom Ballard. Tom Ballard, how are you, Tom? Hello, very well, thank you. Great to see you go on to bigger and better things. I'm proud of you, man. I always believed in you. Thank you very much. (laughs) How was your 2020? If we look back, this is the first episode of 2021. How was your... How was your 2020, Tom? It was great. I don't really follow the news. So, yeah, I just had a great time. (laughs) Just hanging out with friends and family and eating bats and leaving the house on a regular basis. Um, no, it was, uh, it was generally awful. I was going to move to the UK and become a big star over there and appear on their uh, million panel shows and um, get a Netflix special and, uh, and be the next Adam Hills. And so that's all off. Um, obviously, you know, watching society collapse, uh, watch Bernie Sanders lose, watch a deadly disease kill millions of people. Uh, it was bad. I did fall in love, though. I got a really hot boyfriend. Congratulations. Um, thank you. We spent a lot of time together. So that, you know, it swings around about. So I reckon I that probably evens out. Now, were you, were you locked down? or was Because Melbourne, I don't even think you're allowed to have... You had to, you had to move in together, didn't you? If you wanted to hang out <laughs> together, pretty much. Wasn't no, that the rule? No, no visitors? There was a period where it wasn't... Yeah, you could... Where we, there was a fear that we wouldn't be able to leave the house to do that. But then they allowed exemptions for intimate partners. Woo-hoo! And uh, we were uh, we were pretty intimate. Don't was that a that. was that a conversation? Because you're, I assume you're only allowed to have one, or is or is is, is dictator Dan open to polyamory? With this? <laughs> yeah, it's socialist Victoria, man. Yeah. We're all in a polycule. <laughs> we're all gender queer trans uni students fucking each other's brains out. It's great. Um, no, yes, we went back and forth towards each other's houses for, for quite a bit, um, and uh, yeah, it really amplified. The uh, fast tracked the relationship very quickly. I guess being uh, being locked down and going through a pandemic. I'd really recommend it to anybody out there. Uh, now, as someone who lived through the Melbourne lockdown, we've just had our own lockdown in Sydney. The the Northern Beaches lockdown. Uh, oh, which did we, you? Oh, uh, how, I, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Was in it, it hard? <laughs> or did you? How'd you go? Were you okay? Well, that's, that's I was worried about you. All right. People on the Northern Beaches were like, "Oh no, people don't come here. That would be terrible." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they probably love over, it. Yeah, they're like summer. a gated community. They fucking love it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Tony Abbott famously didn't want trains to go to the northern beaches. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone stay away. 
Yes, he loves being in his car. Loves it. Um, I have maintained that, you know, coronavirus getting Peter Dutton, Jair Bolsonaro, Donald Trump, Boris Johnson, Elon Musk, Prince Charles. It's the most effective left-wing activist that that we've uh, had for a very long time. And getting the northern shore of Sydney. I mean, I just, I think Comrade Corona knows what's up and it's picking its targets very well so so congrats and um but what have you been up to this year during the lockdown i hear you've been doing a lot of a lot of writing are we going to have some some projects flowering this year in 2021 <laughs> in theory if i can finish this goddamn book i had so much time dylan i was given <laughs> I, I managed to get a, a book deal i've literally nothing else to do in my life still managed to procrastinate and still desperately trying to meet this deadline to finish my book uh, which is about the year 2020, COVID, uh, how millennials are screwed over in this country, my entire life, the past 40 years, the neoliberal turn, how capitalism is killing us and how we all need to be socialists. So there's a lot to cover and I really, I'm really down to the wire, but hopefully that'll all be produced within the next couple of weeks. Uh, is it, are you doing interviews for the book or is it, or is it like, or is it like sign language by Seinfeld? It's just a <laughs> collection of your, what's the deal with jokes? <laughs> I got that book. I was so disappointed. And he's just released a new one, isn't it? Which is the same shit, isn't it? Isn't it like he's fucking set lists? He just hit print on his routine, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, when are you going to make B-Movie 2, Jerry? We're all hanging out for it. His new book, I heard about it. It sounds, it sounds bizarre. Anyway, um, uh, no, I, it's all original stuff. I'm trying to sum up and explain my political education over the past four years, which really does uh, involve some pretty deep diving uh, research over, you know, the, um, uh, the, the accord in the 1980s and uh, Hex and superannuation and franking credits. I'm trying to write about all that shit and make it funny. Uh, but I'm also talking to lots of different people across the political spectrum and, um, you know, mainly focused on, yeah, millennials and how young people have been consistently shafted. Particularly, you know, it all comes back inevitably to the Howard years in that period over the turn of the millennium when, um, yeah, shit got real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that really really pulled up the um, ladder behind them, the old boomers. So, uh, How do you reckon, um, you probably get asked this a lot, but how do you reckon Tonightly would be covering uh, the pandemic and, God, even what happened in America this, this week? <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have Greg as Mr. Oily, obviously. That would be, <laughs> he'd be our main car. He'd be in Washington with them. I think Greg would do a good character of him, like, dressed up as the, uh, the Viking guy. I think he'd yeah. be very good. Yes, yeah, of course. Man, I hope we'd be better than Seth Meyers. I don't know if you saw Seth Meyers' monologue. Oh, his little um, seven-minute seven one, yeah. So they just said, we're not doing jokes, okay? This is such a serious, mm-hmm. terrible uh, situation that, that, that there is to be no jokes. I mean, the Seth Meyers video was literally labelled Seth Meyers calls for Donald Trump to be removed. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, Comedy. Okay. Tonightly yes. couldn't get away with that. <laughs> well, no, not on the ABC. I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, well, yeah, when, when Eurydice Dixon died, we, we did make a point yeah. to make that very serious at that, at that point, and... Um, there must have been one or two other instances where we, where we recorded a serious uh, message. Well, my, th- my theory is Americans don't watch enough world news to know how normal this is. Like, they stormed the <laughs> parliament in, in Hong Kong last year. This happens around the world all the time. America, welcome, welcome, to, the, welcome to the club. <laughs> yes. Yes, and I just, 
I know hypocrisy's dead and pointing it out is pointless, but like these fucking Republican figures who were like, this violence was terrible. So you supported the Iraq war. <laughs> you killed hundreds of thousands of people. What are you talking about? You love violence. You just don't want it near you. <laughs> anyway. Um, and I, what do you think about Trump being banned from Twitter? I, I think it's, I think it's stupid. I think it's, oh, really? or at least, well, it's funny. I guess if it annoys him, then sure. Mm. But the idea that some people are presenting it as some incredible victory and that we've deplatformed the most powerful man in the world who has the nuclear codes, but him not having access to Twitter anymore means that it's like, yeah, man, this is it. Cop that, Donald Trump. I just think that's that's a little bit um, silly. Personally, I think for everyone's mental health, it's a good thing. I know. I think I'll... (laughs) People love it. These same people who are like, he's gone, had been quote tweeting him for four years and, and doing True. screenshots. And people just constantly, like, you could not move but for Donald Trump tweets. And, true, true, true. You know, I don't think it's unreasonable to think that when you have massive media companies with the power to take people off uh, those, those platforms, because these platforms like, you know, Twitter, Facebook and Google particularly, mm, mm. they really are the public square now. It's not like they're private, mm. people say they're private companies with t- terms of service. Like, well, they're not though, are they? They're, they're where mm. we all talk and debate and putting tweets out there is, is kind of a freedom of speech issue, I think. I know, from, I a, fr- yeah, from a freedom of speech issue, look, I, I can't analyse it objectively because I hate Trump and I'm glad he's off Twitter, so... <laughs> <laughs> Um, so look, you know, if I mean, it was like, if Mark fucking Ruffalo tweeted, "Ban Trump to save save democracy." Okay, so yeah. in order to save democracy, Donald Trump had to be removed from Twitter. Um, and I just, I don't know, that just seems a bit a bit much to me. Oh, I mean, yeah, if it was if it was Bernie Sanders saying fight the power or something, you know, what if Bernie got got banned? I would be like, this is a this is a crime against freedom of speech because it's Trump. I'm like, good stuff. I'm sleeping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone now. Uh, and the year ahead, 2021, Australia Day is coming up. Uh, what's your opinion on the anthem change? They're, they're, they're getting oh. rid of the word young and oh. replacing it with the word one. Now, is this young people being locked out of something else <laughs> by boomers? Um, yes. Yes. Millennials denied a place in our treasured, treasured national anthem. What else would they take from us? Um, look, I just think it's a it's a joke. I think it's extraordinary that from the Liberal Party, the party that's supposed to that hates all symbolic um, yeah. culture uh, war kind uh, of stuff. culture yeah. war. Sh- you know, like mm. Peter Dutton boycotts the stolen the apology of the stolen generation because yep, yep. it's symbolic and won't do anything. And now we're supposed to get excited about this when the same government has rejected the Uluru mm-hmm. statement from the heart. Uh, my boyfriend is a First Nations guy. We all, we thought it was a joke. We laughed about it. Um, you know they're going ahead with Australia Day too, so and and just telling people I think through song that we are one and that we're not mm. divided seems like a, a little bit of a, a creepy way to do it. Um, if you think Australia Day is bad, you're wrong because we're one and and, we, and you're free, even mm. though 28 percent of uh, the prison population is made up of Indigenous people. Yeah, and then um, the, re- the reaction against changing the date. No, 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 no. But then changing a word in a song. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> That's fine. Yes, yes. That symbolic change is fine because it costs literally nothing. Um, yeah, that's that's a bummer. And I assume, and isn't is Australia Day going to be all about thanking the frontline workers? Is it a big thank you day? Is that what we're doing? Well, Sydney's 
as far as I know, cancelled everything pretty much because because <laughs> we're because right. of all our little outbreaks. Uh, yeah. So I'm not sure. Is Norman Swan going to be Australian <laughs> of the Year? Is that, what, is that what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, good question. I don't know. Uh, yeah, who would be your tip for Australian of the Year? I can't. I can't even think. The, the get off uh, my lawn guy who shouted at Scomo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, <laughs> he is a modern day working class hero. Uh, the guy who tweeted Dan Murphy opening hours, uh, whoever that oh, was. Oh, Peter Doherty, yep, yep. Peter Doherty, that was really good. Really Hasn't good he already guy. been Australian of the Year, or am I thinking of someone Give else? Give it to him again. Go around Perfect. again. Perfect. Yeah. Um, <laughs> before we go, 20, uh, 2021, is everything just on hold this year? Have you got any gigs or tours coming up, or are you just going to be writing? What, what's well, Anything to plug for this year, or is, is, is everything kind of on hold as, yes, it, as bit- it was last year? <laughs> It's still very TVC. My plan at this stage is to still do a show at the Adelaide Fringe Festival and the Melbourne Comedy Festival, whatever forms they may take. Is, Me- is Melbourne um, definitely definitely back? We don't know yet. Who knows? It's happening. It's a very it's a very uh, fluid registration process. Um, I don't know uh, where it, it is. We haven't announced that, but it's, it's on around. Zoom. And <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, I hope not. I hope not. Gigs, uh, you know, gigs are happening around the place, and um, yeah, gig, gigs are happening. So wherever you can, get out there and support your local comedians, please. They desperately need your laughter and your money. Brilliant. Thanks, Tom. And hopefully Sydney will open up again to live comedy soon and we'll have we'll have some uh, some things on up here and uh, we'll see you up here. Uh, brilliant. Thanks again. Happy New Year. Thanks, Dill. Happy New Year, everybody. Yay. Alrighty, that's News Fighters for today, January 11th, 2021. Holy crap. Big thank you to Tom Ballard for stopping by. News Fighters is written, presented, and produced by me, Dylan Bain, for Sans Pants Radio. Hey, we're going weekly, so tune in next week wherever you get your podcasts. And to support the show and hear extended ad-free episodes, as well as a monthly bonus episode, subscribe to Sans Pants Plus at sanspantsradio.com slash plus. Don't forget you can find uh, past episodes at newsfighters.com. Uh, email us, podcast at newsfighters.com. Follow us on Twitter at newsfighterspod. Like us on Facebook. Watch and subscribe on YouTube. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Happy New Year. Uh, don't forget to wear a mask. Uh, supposedly, even if you're in your own car by yourself in Brisbane. That's, that's the rule I heard. Uh, sure. And uh, keep fighting and bye for now. This is News Fighters, where we fight the news so you don't have to. Coronavirus, the whole show up again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.